Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Probably the leading one that we knew about going into this year that was talked about a lot by um, baseball enthusiasts, baseball uh, purists, um, and the analytic people. I think this was a big you know, debate was the defensive shift ban. Um, you know, the way baseball was drawn up um, from the start this was, I guess, not a loophole, but I mean, it was something to, uh, there was the rules as they were, uh, back this up. You could put your players wherever you wanted. It was the pitching mound. I think it's probably the only position that, you know, I don't think you could put all nine guys on their, on the mound with their foot on the rubber, but, uh, you know, you could put your players wherever you wanted, but we were seeing crazy things with guys all over the place, like six guys, you know, on the right side of the field, it looked like a, a penalty kick in soccer when they're all lined up. Well, anyways, what the shift restriction is, here's what the most important things that you need to know as far as rules are. Two infielders must be positioned on either side of second base when a pitch is released. So the first baseman and the second baseman have to be on one side of second base. And the shortstop and the third baseman need to be on the other side also, all four infielders must have both feet within the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber. So that means uh, you're not out on the grass. No infielders out on the grass anymore. And the shift re- and the shift restriction increased batting average and de- decreased strikeouts in the minors while giving players more opportunity to show their athleticism. Um, obviously. We've seen uh, some players' careers pretty much ended by the shift. Uh, at Mariners fans, we can uh, look at um, Kyle Seager, 
would be probably my my biggest uh you know uh, sacrificial lamb to the uh to the ship as far i mean we also saw players last year like carlos santana nailed the ball to the right side you know out you know you have an outfielder out in the I mean, you have your shortstop out in right field or your second baseman out in right field. We've been seeing this. This is the way the game has been played. Sometimes you'd look out there and you wouldn't know who was playing shortstop and who was playing second base. That is no more. Um, and again, your first baseman and your second baseman need to be on one side of second base and your shortstop and your third baseman need to be on the other side of second base. You can still move everybody over to second base. They just can't go onto the other side. So the shift, as we were seeing here in this analytic stage is gone as far as shifting your players over is still there, but yeah, this is obviously going to increase some batting averages and league wide. Of course it's going to um, do this. And I guess it's, um, decreased strikeouts i don't know how how that really works uh maybe that's how pitchers are pitching to the batters but um again two infielders on each side have to have their feet on the infield dirt i don't know what the penalty is here um i'm gonna have to look that up or you guys can tweet at us what the penalty is unless you guys are looking that up on what happens if your feet are you know on the grass or if you are um you know, shift on the wrong side of the base. But uh, what do you guys think about the shift overall? Are you a fan of it? Or do you think this is, uh, it's, that rule should have been left alone? I'm I'm glad with the change. Uh, it'll show off, you know, the players that are playing defense, like you mentioned, more athleticism, give the opportunity for, for a lot more hits. I mean, as baseball's evolved, the pitching has evolved more than anything with velocity and movement, and it's made it quite difficult for players to adapt and be consistently good hitters. We see that with how the batting average has gone down over the last few years. So, yeah, if they can do this to um, help out the game and the action, um, I'm all for it. I did find the penalty for this while you were saying that it is just like the pitch, the, the, uh, the pitcher and batter um, pitch timer um, penalties. It is a, a ball. Yeah. So and it, one other thing about that as well, I'm glad you found that is that is something that the um, managers can um, challenge. So, but they can only challenge it if it's hit to that person that they believe made the violation. So let's say, you know, JP Crawford is shaded, you know, up the middle, but they think that he is actually over past that towards the second base side of uh, second base and he fields it. Then they, that's a, that's some, something that they can go back and review if it was not hit to him, but they think he made a violation, it's not reviewable. So that player has to affect the play. Vlad? I mean, how dumb could you be to go against this rule? I mean, um, it was the death of to lefties, death to the corner outfielders that are lefties. All those guys are losing 30 points on their batting average. Uh, minimum, you know, I mean, there was just nothing more heartbreaking than to see some guy make good contact and then 
you know, the, the game feed goes over to the field and you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's exactly, you know, he hit it right at the guy. Um, all 30 Tampa Bay Rays fans are going to be pissed about this because, uh, <laughs> you know, that, you know, they were like, they took the shift to a whole nother level. Um, but, um, I mean, how, I, but what I mean is how, like, how dumb could you be to, 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 to violate this rule? I mean, it, what does that mean? Like a, a guy who's, is a shortstop going to wait for the pitch and then just run to the opposite side after the pitch is thrown. And then the, what they're going to challenge that he left too early. I don't know. I mean, you know, but it says like, look, you can't stand there. What is this, like everybody sleeping? Yeah, I agree. I think they wanted to make it perfectly clear for that reason because they felt that even though the the rule sounds pretty cut and dry, like you mentioned, they were afraid that teams will try to take advantage of that. And like you said, be starting near second base when the pitch is thrown, start cheating over, and they want no part of that. They want it to mean, you know, a rule's the rule, so nobody tries to. So there's no loophole in it, I should say. It's yeah. going to make the game so much better. Like hits are going to be back. I mean, we're, but the crazy thing is, all these rules combined could equal a lot of hits. And I, you know, baseball is trying to get back to the the heyday of the late '90s and um, you know early 2000s of everybody. You know, all these all these guys with. The, I mean, look at the averages. I mean, like now it used to be years ago. It used to be like 220. Like uh, I mean. Only on a bad team could that guy even be in the starting nine. Now, like, you have three or four guys on your team with, uh, you know, between 220 and 250 averages. Remember how bad that used to look? I mean, look at Joey yeah. Gallo somehow still working. I mean, he's under 200. That's like, you shouldn't, that's not a professional. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It used to be, if you, yeah, 250 kind of used to be the standard of, uh, you know, that was like the lowest average you could. You were getting sent to AAA if you were hitting 248. If you were hitting 250, you better have 40 home runs and 120 RBIs. Right. I know. I, and then now when you look at these 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 averages, like what Tony wins, the best example. It's like, what? This is insane. In this, in this, in this way they have baseball right now. It's sad to say this, but like Tony Gwynn, I don't know, maybe be like a 302 hitter that's not what baseball is i know it was a loophole or just or just an oversight in the you know when they the founders of this game came up with the game you know so that just uh, makes judges year that much better too that he was hit 62 home runs while also hitting 311 in this in this era where absolutely well all three of these rules are the big three but uh when we get back really quick, we're going to go through we'll do a little, little little hit and run. We'll hit some of these other rules that we've seen come into the game or have been talked about that actually are being implemented uh, still for 2023 right after this. Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. We have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. I like the new rules from a standpoint of uh, baseball needs to have quicker games. The pitch clock rule I really like. It's going to take some adjustments for sure. And then the other thing that I'm not a fan of is the fact, well, I'm a fan of it in principle, about not being able to throw over to first base more than a couple times. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. 
All right. So one of the rules uh, that they have that got they had last year and the year before that, and it started in um, you know the COVID season, shortened season, uh, where they just again wanted to get everybody off the field and about as fast as they can under 15 minutes, you know, of being around each other, uh, was the ghost runner rule. They, they've, they've taken it away and then they put it right back. Um, as far as the regular season, the ghost runner is back and it's pretty much looking like it's here to stay. Um, especially with the, you know, Manfred ball, as they like to call it, you know, the league confirmed here, um, that the rule will be remain permanent. This rule was implemented, like I said, in 2020, uh, gives the, if you're like with the ghost runner, that's when uh, the game goes into extra innings. There is a runner starting on second base for uh, that inning or any inning that follows that. And um, MLB has been uh, quick to cite that it again, reduces injury. A lot of these things are all about injury, um, particularly teams that are wearing out the bullpen as a reasoning for making the change. Uh, but you know, it also, it, this isn't designed to make it faster. It can make it faster because you could go one, two, three in the ninth. And then the next team uh, comes up and they, uh, you know, saw one, somebody off and it drops into the outfield or somebody ripped a single and it's over, but also it gives uh, teams to go back and forth a little bit, kind of like college football where you, um, you know, get the ball and what, where do they give the ball on hand on college football? I think it starts at the 25. Yeah, and you can see these teams go back and forth, so it's not that way. I've been against it, uh, honestly, because uh, I like you know, uh, getting a guy on and moving him over and playing a different kind of ball at the end of the game, using your bench. Um, but I've also heard you know Manny Acta talk about this, the Mariners' third base coach that we really speak highly of here on Rye Bread and Mustard Podcast. He says it gives you so many fun baseball strategies uh, to play with and against, and he really likes it. And I hadn't really, really thought about it that way. Um, I just kind of thought it was kind of strange, and I didn't like how you could be just a nasty closer. You could be Mariano Rivera out there, and you know the. This, have the same thing that happened to you guys in uh, the 2001 world series against uh, Arizona, you know, a little dinker, the pitcher wins and the game's over, but also, you know, it gives each team a chance to uh, score. And, uh, you know, we, we've also seen um, games like last year's Mariners Yankees game where you start the guy off at second base and you play into those scenarios and you play into these things and nobody scores. So, it's interesting. I don't think this is going to be played out in the, there's nothing about the postseason. I believe it's off to look that up. Right. But I'm sure no. it's going, it's traditional baseball in the postseason as far as yeah. this rule. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Do you like the ghost runner? Are you against it? Hanno? Um, I've been in favor of it. It's, it's fine. Um, one for, yeah, the bullpen. I understand that, especially a team like the Mariners who's kind of got their, ways about them where they hope the starter goes six and then they use at least three or four guys a night. So that's one reason. Um, and two, there wasn't much action as far as hitting. Maybe I will change my mind with the shift going away and there being more action where they could bring it back. Cause I mean, there would be points in the game where it would be multiple innings without scoring a run. So 
I was in favor of speeding up the process. And like you said with Manny, I think there are a lot of um, scenarios where you can see how to play that out. So, yeah, I'm in favor of it. Um, I there's I, I heard one thing too. Uh, Manfred said that this is for the fans, and uh, this is not for the fans at all. This is for the players and the GMs. I mean, they don't want these players playing that long, and uh, nobody wants to be there. I mean, I, I think this is this rule is more a reflection of the game now with the strikeout rates and. You know, when you're seven, eight, and nine hitters are even trying to end the game with home runs. I mean, I you know, I've been to uh, the the extra innings used to be more of a, a a novelty thing, and now it seems like you know every team's getting four or five games a year that are like over fifteen innings. So you know, I, so I see the necessity there, and it's like you know, you know, you're running out of pitchers, and now your bullpen is destroyed. Like when it used to happen once or twice a year, you know, within a span of six months, you know, you, you live with it and, uh, you know, you do what you got to do. But, you know, now it could easily happen, you know, two nights in a row. Um, My only issue with it is I feel like in a strange way, which, you know, kind of doesn't make sense. But when you're watching the game, it makes sense. It gives the advantage to the away team for some reason, because like they're up first. You know, like these blue pits, or you know, some bullshit play, and now you get a run. You know, it's like you know, blue pit is great. Uh, uh, you know, it, oh wow, guys on base for some fake hit. Well, now you got to run for it, and um, you know, so I, I feel like it's it just somehow gives the away team the the thing. I I guess I just got to live with it. I mean, I am against ex- these long ass games, but my thing would be like, why can't we just get two innings? of regular baseball and if everybody's dicking around and, and trying to hit home runs one through nine for two innings okay now you got to do this stupid rule and then you know then i'll then i would really live with it but you know we've already seen it for years and you know it's it's really for the gms let's be honest hannah one more thing on it uh no not really i mean he makes some points um good points i guess there's to me trying to think of it i think this is the best reason or the best scenario of what we have right now i don't know about a home run derby type thing or what but i i'm i'm okay with how it's how the rule goes and it may, and as long as it's not in the postseason which it isn't and they play it out i mean i will say you're you're right vlad i mean that the season, not too many of them happen, but you're right. It happens back to back at times, but in the overall things, the scheme of things with it being 162 game season, I just still feel that the best teams, the, the cream rises to the top. So it's not that big a deal. Uh, you could do like hockey and be like, all right, well now you got uh, uh, five guys in the field. <laughs> like now hockey does three on three, you know, it's a, you uh, know, it's crazy. Or what if you just had a tie? like hockey if you're talking that way well yeah now we're getting off the rails huh yeah (laughs) yeah you're getting off the rails i know there's no tie there's no tying in baseball